know that this is a really time for the church to be generous in their giving uh, and, and how we get generate giving in our time and our efforts and our talents and everything. So I just want to read the scripture. First Peter 4 says, Above all, keep loving one another yeah. earnestly. Keep loving one another earnestly, since love covers a multitude of yes. sins. Show hospitality to one another without grumbling, as each has received a gift. We have the gift of Jesus. We've received this gift. Use it to serve one another as good stewards yeah. of God's varied grace. Let yeah. us pray. Heavenly Father, I just thank you. For every, every gift, every giver, Father, that's coming in. Father, I just thank you, Lord, that every bill is paid in everybody's personal family life as well as the church life. Father, thank you that we have a church of generous givers. We always have. Father, we believe we always will, Lord, as we are just distribution centers to do the work of your kingdom here yes. on this earth. You, Father, we just thank you, Lord, that we continue to pray on earth as it is in heaven. And Father, we thank you that the floodgates are open to be able to distribute to those who are in need, to be able to do the things that you've called us in this church to go do. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, that reminds me, I want to thank the church family. There's Amen. been um, a lot of, last week I said something about peanut butter, about um, <laughs> getting peanut butter at the store when you have a family of 10 and it's, the limit is one. I just want to assure everyone we have plenty of peanut butter, um, but our church family is so sweet that they were oh, reaching God. out to Chris Kidder and people were asking, what do they need? What do they need? And um, you guys have just been really sweet about making sure our big family has, every, and we do, we have everything. We needed eggs and Chris Kidder, boy, she set us up with enough eggs. We're good. No. So God has provided um, no. for all of our needs. And um, shout out to, I think it was Ari Kuhn. Mm. Oh, or what if I get the wrong sister? The Kuhn girls are sewing masks. Oh, yeah. I saw it on Facebook. Cool. So that was really awesome to see. Um, to see mm. the youth sewing like the, the hospital masks. Mm. Um, I loved that. Um, there's so many ways that we can be led of the Holy Spirit to, yeah. um, to be generous to the, to the needs and the people around us. Mm. So um, I just wanted to thank our church cool. family for <clears throat> checking in on us. Amen. All right, guys, I just have a, I have a message I want to share. Uh, we've been, we started this series last week. Uh, again, God always knows what's happening before it's going to happen. He has prepared our church. The series we were doing on Revival 2020 before this was really preparing us and our hearts mm -hmm. and our repentance hearts and turning and seeking his face, not knowing anything of COVID-19 was coming. I mean, it was happening other places, but we didn't realize the impact it would have here uh, locally and domestically. And God was just preparing us. And then we started talking. I started believing that God was just saying, do a series called Jesus Is and then blank. So each week, we're going to talk about who Jesus is in some way, shape, or form. And what is it? And last year, Jesus is healer. And we talked about the man with leprosy. And of course, we were watching The Chosen. Uh, and I don't know if it was uh, the sixth episode or whichever one it was, but it actually showed, mm -hmm. showed uh, the man with leprosy coming to Jesus and how Jesus healed him, like an actual visual representation of what we read in the scriptures. And it was just awesome. I encourage you to watch The Chosen uh, if you haven't done so already. It's a great thing to do uh, during this time of quarantine of not being able to go out. And then I opened up a book, uh, the Smith Wigglesworth book, and it was the exact thing talking about Jesus is healer. And they talked about the man being healed with leprosy. So God knows what we're going through. And I believe this week, Jesus is love. 
Jesus is love. The theme of this week is going to be exactly what's needed. It's a discussion that we've already prefaced that was going to happen. But before I get into that, I just want to say sometimes funny things happen at our home. Uh, actually, quite often, some people joke that we should have a YouTube channel that would have a million followers, but we're not ready to be that out there. This is, a, this is enough for us at the moment. On-ramp. <clears throat> this is an on-ramp. But we've got this little girl named Ruby Lou. And Ruby, if you're watching, hey girl, I love you. You're awesome, spunky, amazing. Uh, fiery and all that but we were I mean I don't even know if she was listening if she knew what the Jesus is like sermon series that we were doing but we were painting yesterday so normally paint does not come out in our house not on an that. ongoing basis but periodically we'll just get paints out we got all these little kids painting and I should have brought it man like I should have brought it I should have brought her picture so she wrote a picture she drew a picture she was painting this beautiful rainbow I think she did or a heart and all this stuff and then she just started writing it with with paint Jesus is and she started filling in the blank. And so two of them that she did, she says, Jesus is our Savior. Come on. This is a, she's six, right? Seven. Seven now. She just turned seven. Seven-year-old, Jesus is our Savior. And then I was like, man, girl, I was like, that's awesome. I love that. She's like, I got another one. So she makes another one, and she says, Jesus, Andy's going to love this one. Jesus is coming. Yeah, I was like, oh my goodness. I said, Ruby. I was like, I just when? Like, when, Ruby? When? Is God when? talking to you? When? Like, I know the Bible says about, you know, no, no one's going to know, know. But you know, when you're in the generation, the signs will be clear. And actually, we will know or have an idea of the generation that it is. And so I was like, Ruby, like you're prophetic. I know you are. You draw pictures during service of what mom's going to say before she says it. So like, I need to know, like when? She's like, tomorrow. I was like, holy smokes, which means today. So yeah. church, ah, okay, I'm not saying that. Don't no. get ready in that sense, but get ready in your heart because yeah. he is coming. You know, Jesus mm -hmm. is coming. And all these signs at the end of time, I'm not going to get into that today. And I'm learning too as, as, uh, as um, uh, growing in this thing of what's happening in our times and being able to understand to, to see that. But I just found it awesome that our Ruby Lou, you know, Jesus is coming. So church, Jesus is coming. But today it is Jesus is love. Jesus is love. And I want to read verse 18 first. I'm going to be in 1 John 4. And we're going to look at verse 7 through 21. 1 John 4, 7 through 21. Based on the time. I don't know how long or how much we'll get through all of this. Don't preach but short. Don't preach short. That's always the message. But I want to read verse 18 first. And then I want to back up into the context of what leads up to verse 18. And show a few things that the Lord has just been revealing uh, to me in scripture. So 1 John 4. If you have your Bibles or your app open, depending on how you're watching us. Um, in 18 it says... There is no fear in love. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. Perfect love casts out fear because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. And so, so many times I'm just thinking like, what does this mean? What does this mean? Perfect love casts out fear. Is it just like, okay, I just, you know, as long as soon as I accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, and he was perfect, and God is love, and so that's it, I'm good, I never fear again. Well, guess what? I don't know about you, but that didn't happen for me in my life. Like, there was still some times where I would have this sense of fear that I have to be proactively uh, uh, fighting against and asking Jesus to help me with. And what the Lord began to reveal to me, he said, back up and read the context of what we're talking about when we talk about this perfect love that casts out fear. So I want you to go back with me and start with me at verse 7. And I want to walk through uh, verse 7 up through 18, and I don't know how much further we'll get past that. It says, Beloved, let us love one another, for God is love. 
And everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. So multiple times in here, he's talking about God is love. So this perfect love that casts out fear absolutely comes from God, for God is love. So we can't lose sight of that. Verse 9. In this, the love of God was manifested toward us that God sent his only begotten son into the world that we might live through him. So the very first part of this perfected love is God sending Jesus Christ to be our Lord and Savior down on earth as a perfect man, as love. Jesus is, I believe, Andy, you texted me the other day, love incarnate. Jesus is love incarnate. He is love. The Bible says that in, in John 15, greater love is none, none than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. So Jesus is love. He was perfect love. He was, I mean, he was love incarnate when he was on this earth. He showed nothing but love. And if you watch The Chosen, you read the, read the Gospels, all these things, you can see how Jesus was love. And so this is the first part of it, but, I, but it goes further. Verse 10, in this is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins, or the payment or the atonement for our sins. So the, all of this love, this perfect love, starts and originates with God. Verse 11, Beloved, if God so loved us, here's the, here's the kicker, this is where it starts to, to turn, we also ought to love one another. Because of his love for us, and how great it is, and as we see it, and as we begin to accept it, and we begin to uh, recognize it in our life, it absolutely begins to turn our hearts towards the want to share that love with others, to show others that love, to show others how good and how faithful and how great that he is. It's because God loved us first, we begin to turn our, our eyes and our attention, not to ourselves, but to others. So watch this in verse 12. No one has seen God at any time. If we love one another... God abides in us, and his love has been perfected in us. Look at that. If we love one another, that means when we begin to love one another, as we do that with the true heart and compassion of Jesus, it is, is revealing to me and to us through the scriptures that we now have truly been able to accept God's love in our life. And I want to talk a little bit about how do we begin to understand the accepting of God's love in our life. So it says that God abides in us, and his love has been perfected in us. So I wrote down an equation. I love equations. So his love for us plus our love for others equals this complete and perfect love. And as I wrote it down, I was like, what does that mean? What does it look like? If you notice where our attention and when our, where our focus is, is our focus is on God's love towards us and then his love being passed through us to others. We never at any point during that, <clears throat> during this equation of perfected love, are we looking at ourselves mm -hmm. as we're looking at God and accepting his love and then sharing that love with others. And this, this, the term perfected in here, it's, it's a process. It's not like we're perfect. Mm -hmm. We are not perfect. No one's perfect at it. Only Jesus was perfect when he walked on this earth. So this perfected love is a process, which means we need to constantly be in process of mm -hmm. understanding and accepting God's love. In our life, and we have to be in a constant process of perfecting our love towards others. So, verse 13 says this it says, By this we know that we abide in Him and He in us. So, he starts talking about abiding because He has given us His Spirit. 
His Spirit is with us all the time. We have an amazing opportunity in this New Testament time to have the Spirit abiding with us wherever we go. And we have seen and testified that the Father has sent His Son, the Savior of the Word, of the world. Whoever confesses Jesus is the Son of God. God abides in him. So the first step to accepting God's love is we have to confess Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. Like this is the the essence of the gospel, accepting Jesus Christ as our Savior, what he did on the cross, that perfect love poured out for us. We can't even begin to really truly love others as God loves others until we begin to accept what Jesus did for our life. So God now abides in him, and he in God. And we have known and believed the love that God has for us. God is love. Again, uh, John, uh, the Apostle John has given us again, God is love. And he who abides in love abides in God, and God in him. Verse 17. Love has been perfected. Again, talking, going back to perfected. Among us in this, that we may have boldness, some versions say confidence, in the day of judgment. Because as he is, so are we in the world. So what this is saying to me, saying to me that I'm, as I'm reading this is as we acknowledge Jesus, as we begin to accept Jesus Christ in our life, in every area of our life, in the areas that we're struggling, in every single area, he begins to set us free in those areas. And then we are his hands and feet in this world. We are his hands and feet that go out to relying on God's love to be able to share God's love with others. And we have this confidence and boldness in the day of judgment that we have accepted him as our Lord and Savior. And we know that no matter what happens, he is with us and he is for us. And so then if you go to verse, uh, verse 18, where we start it, it says, There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear, because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. Okay, so check this out. So God is love. There's no fear in love. His perfect love operating through us is what drives out this fear. And it talks about fear being torment. Mm -hmm. How many of us have been like when we're walking through fear in our life, does Mm -hmm. it feel like torment? It just grips us. It just pulls on us. And it's just this thing that we're just like, okay, I need to figure out what I need to go do about this. And this fear, we truly, we have to be reflective and repentive. Have we opened doors to fear? Have we been watching stuff we shouldn't be watching? Have we been doing things we shouldn't be doing? And repent and turn for those because this perfected love in us and through us is a process Mm -hmm. of casting out this fear. Mm -hmm. And for years, honestly, for years, I thought, you know, perfect love is Jesus. So if I just say in the name of Jesus, fear be gone. Amen. Like that's it. And that is like part of it. That's like part of what we have to go do to cast out this fear. And then it's like what I see is this two-step process is we do absolutely do that. We cast out the spirit of fear. But as fear tries to come upon us again, what we end up doing is we begin to look to serve others. We begin to look to say, I am going to now begin to share God's love for us. Because that equation that I gave you before, his love for us, and I want to expand upon that equation. His love for us, once accepted Once we accept that love from him, turns our hearts to loving on others, which makes this complete and perfect love happen in our life. And I'm telling you, as we do that, the spirit of fear, this fear challenge that we have, especially now in our lives, begins to fade away because our eyes are focused on him and our eyes are focused on others. Our eyes are focused on him and our eyes are focused on others. 
And so what I wanted to do this morning, and uh, I just want to give some practical ways and some things. I'm going to jump around a little bit. What are some ways? How do we do this? How do we begin to say, you know, the Bible's second commandment says, uh, you know, we have to love, love the Lord God with our heart, soul, mind, strength. And then it also says the second one is like it. We have to love our neighbor as we love ourselves, which means we first need to figure out how to accept and receive God's love for us first before we can go do this. And so how do we do this? How do we grow in God's love? How do we grow in this acceptance of God's love? And the thing we've been talking about it, rewarding of him who is, you know, those who are diligently seen. Get to know Jesus. Have this relationship with him. Accept him, not just as your, as your savior, but as your Lord in every area of your life. Seek him. Hide God's word in your heart. We've been talking about scripture memorizations. Meditating on the promises of God. Truly, truly reflecting, intentionally reflecting on God's love for us. Mm-hmm. And I think that just opens up the floodgates when we do that, when we make that intentional about God's love towards us. And just picturing Jesus and what he's done and what he's, what he's done for us and just meditating on that for a little bit. I know we talk meditation is a bad word, but if we meditate on God's word, it's a good word. Uh, And I just want us to meditate and take this week to meditate on God's love for you because Jesus is love. And we want fear to be cast out of our life. We want this perfect love to happen. We have to understand Mm -hmm. how to receive and how to accept God's love for us in our life. And the Bible promises that as we do that, this love begins to overflow out of our lives. And what happens is, is you can't help but begin to look at others mm-hmm. and begin to see others in a different light and that they need God's love. They need Jesus's love as well. Um, this makes me think about the paint. Mm. So he said, you know, we have paint in our house. We have actually a whole paint cupboard with the aprons and the, the paper and all the paints. And it doesn't come out very often because we have a lot of kids and it's messy. Um, and so I think about the paint. And so we accept the Lord as our savior. We, mm. we have this moment where the Holy Spirit moves and breathes life into our spirit. And we, in that moment, we believe. We believe in this Christ. Mm. We believe his love is big enough for us. And mm. we say, yes, mm. I'm going to receive this. And we receive it. Mm. And then we put it in a cupboard. Like we put our paint in a cupboard. Right. And we don't bring it out very often. Mm. We don't use it. We don't apply it. We don't create with it. And so um, sometimes I feel like we come to acceptance of the love of God for us. But then we don't apply it. Mm. We don't apply it when we need it most. Right. Some of us right. don't apply it when we need it most. Mm-hmm. And applying his love is meditating on it. That's right. It's being it's being nurturing and loving towards yourself in your weakness. Mm. Oh, so difficult. I'm not talking about being um, being uh, permissive in any way. Right. I'm just talking about let's just be kind. To ourselves, let's receive the kindness of God mm. in our weaknesses. Mm. So often, I am so good at applying God's love to others. It always applies to others. And if one of my children would come to me and say, "I, I'm, I stink," you know, I just stink. I, I, I'm dumb, and they just start speaking all this garbage out. I immediately will just know you are. You know, you are, you have a plan and a purpose. God loves you. I begin applying the love of God to them or a girl, a friend who's struggling in her motherhood or struggling in her marriage and really beating themselves Mm. up. Boy, I swoop in Mm. with the truth of God's word and I preach it and I encourage them. But when it comes to my own self, Mm. I will sit literally in the dark Mm. and I, I just try to 
I'm not able to battle sometimes for my own self. Mm. And one of the greatest tools that I have found in growing in God's love for me and growing and applying it is to open my mouth and tell mm. someone, mm. I need help. Mm. I need mm. help. I tell him, and then there's another friend. It's just like, I need, I need help. Mm. Tell me the truth. Tell me, right. tell me I'm loved because there is a battle going on right now. When I sit in silence, when I sit, if you're sitting in silence, if you're under attack or if we, we, we struggle so much sometimes to apply God's love in our moments of need. Mm. And that's where his love shines. Mm. That's where Jesus shined mm. was in the moment of greatest need. In the moment of greatest need, if we refuse to seek him in those moments, mm. we will never be perfected in his love mm. because it's in our weakness that he is made strong. That's right. He is not looking for us to be strong. Mm. He's not looking for us to be without flaw. Mm. He is looking for us to trust him and have great faith mm. in those moments. Mm. That it is not our perfection that makes us worthy of his love. Right. It is his love mm. that makes us worthy. Amen. It's his bloodshed. It's the value of his bloodshed that determines our value. Mm. Not our perfection and not, and not our greatness because we have none to offer. Right. So right. applying his love, yeah. we sometimes we receive it at salvation, but then we tuck it away, you know, maybe in a display case. Right. Oh, I'm <clears throat> saved. Look at my look at my salvation. Yeah. I trust in the Lord Jesus. Mm. But we don't ever bring out those china plates. I'm switching analogies now. We've gone mm. from paint to china. We yeah. never bring out the fine china and eat from it. Right. You know, Jesus said, I'm the bread of life. Mm. Bread is an everyday thing. Amen. That's why he chose that, right? right. He didn't say, I'm creme brulee. Right? He's not the creme brulee of life that you just pull out when you're dressed up and you're out for a nice meal. He is bread. He's at the breakfast table, the lunch table, the dinner table. He's at bedtime. He is all the time. We That's need to good. take and partake of the love of Jesus all the time. I'm just preaching to myself. That's good. That's good. <laughs> and so uh, the last day I'll close with this, and it was interesting. I asked the Lord, like, what, what is the opposite of love? You know, just Lord, just show me what is the opposite of love. And I thought maybe, you know, I would hear, you know, hate or this or that. But truly, what I believe he told me was indifference. That the opposite of love was like this sense of indifference or inaction or rejection. That God's love is so great that the, the opposite of God's love is actually rejecting his love to us. It's not hating someone else or hating God. The actual opposite of it is this indifference or this inaction or this rejection towards him. And so I start saying, like, all right, Lord, what are some of these, what are the practical ways uh, that, you know, we can encourage our church to go, you know, hashtag be the church. And I rolled my eyes a little bit. I didn't mean to totally, but I think that we all begin to put so much pressure on ourselves that we have to do certain things. Uh, but the beautiful, the beautiful thing is we are led by the Holy Spirit. Right. And we have the Holy Spirit to lead us. And as, yep. we, as we reflect on God's love for us in this time, and we begin to say, Lord, how can I help others in this time? I want each of you as a family to be prayerful. What is it that God's specifically saying? Is it to call somebody? Is it to pray for somebody? Maybe it's to make the mask. I know some of the families in our church are making masks uh, for the hospitals. You know, is it, is it just sharing the gospel message with someone? Is it sending somebody a letter that you haven't sent before? What is it? But it could look very different for each and right. every person. It should. And it should look different. And it's not this one thing, well, the whole church has to go do this, or we all have to go do this. Mm -hmm. But what is God calling you through his Holy Spirit? What is he leading you towards? What are the things that he has for you? 
Um, and so my challenge this week is to just be intentional about receiving God's love. Yeah. Intentional about seeking his love and receiving his love. And then I gave this the challenge last week of reading Psalm 91 out loud. I, I encourage you to continue to do that. Uh, and if you really read through Psalm 91... You begin to see different things that the actual psalmist is asking you to go do. Mm-hmm. Like, say this out loud, he is my refuge. Right. If you look at, I think it's verse 3 in Psalm 91 or maybe 4. It says, actually, say, he will, is my refuge. I will refuge. say of the Lord, I will he, say is of Lord. he is my refuge. So say it. Speak it out loud. Use those scripture verses and say it out loud. And honestly, and then just ask the Holy Spirit, what is it that you have for my, me personally, my family this week, this during this time? What do you want us to go do? And we just encourage everybody to be spirit-led in yeah. that. And I'm going to bring it back around to um, last week we talked about John chapter 14, verse 27, mm-hmm. um, where Jesus says, My peace I give to you, mm-hmm. um, or my peace I leave with you, not as the world gives do I give. Um, and so when you're seeking the Holy Spirit... Let peace be your umpire. Let peace make the call. Um, just as an example, you know, I gave a shout out to the Kuhn family um, because I saw that um, their girls were making masks. And that was a thing. You know, I immediately kind of was like, okay, what do we do? What do we do? And I have fabric and I know how to sew. And I was like, okay, we have to do this. But there was a drivenness to it. There was a drop, like, the stuff has been put away for years, you know, and I began. I began stressing about that that particular thing. And I just felt the Holy Spirit say, fruit, fruit of the Spirit. Meaning, making masks is not not worth sacrificing your love, your joy, your peace for your family. And I knew, and you know, if I would've got that machine out and set it up on the dining room table and started making masks, everything would've come to a halt. I would have stopped participating in food making, kid loving, parenting. I just would have gone right at it. It just wasn't. But the Seeds Family Worship, making that video, that was hard for me. That's not my natural thing. But it was, I'm not saying that it was easy, but there was peace in it. I knew that it was to be done. I knew I could do it. I knew it would be helpful. It was led of the Lord. And that's what he called me to do this week. That was, that's what we did this week. Um, that's what I felt led to do this week. Mm. So um, that's just an example. It's using making masks. You know, sure. it's using, oh, this is a great idea. We need to do this. Right. <laughs> Check in with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Holy Spirit, what would you have me do? What would you have me do? And it's not that he'll call you to do easy things, but he will equip you right. to do the things that he's called you to do. Yeah. And there will yeah. be peace in loving others. And so there's this distinction between am I doing good works in order to feel accepted and to feel loved or am I secure in that I am loved and because I'm loved, Lord, I'm here for you. What would you have me do? And out of that posture, posture is everything. Out of that posture, things will come and they will feel like, they will feel like, not like nothing, but they'll just, they'll feel easy because he's already positioned, he's already prepared the good works for you. If you're doing good works that he hadn't prepared for you, you're going to find mm. that's going to, you're going to end up weary. You're going to end up, you're going to end up tired because it's not, out, it's not out of love. Right. It's out of, works. out of works. So there's a really, it's like a hairline distinction and it's a posture. It's about yeah. your posture right. in doing those things. Right. So our encouragement we're always going to encourage you to posture yourself at the feet of Jesus um, as you are and receive from him. 
and receive the leading of the Holy Spirit in all things, in all things. And if you're, if you're diligently seeking, he's so faithful and he will lead you into good works that he has prepared. And in doing those good works, there will be love, there will be joy, there will be peace, um, and there will be, there'll be energy for the task. There'll be energy for the task. You will not grow weary. You know, you will um, run and not grow weary. You will walk and not faint. That's right. So. Well, guys, I just as we close today, I just want to I want to pray for you. Uh, I know I can't see your hands, and I jumped off of Facebook Live because it was distracting me a little bit, and I wanted to be kind of in the moment uh, with everybody. Uh, so if you have a need in your life, whatever it might be, I just encourage you just to raise your hand. If it's a need for healing, Maybe it's a need for salvation. Maybe you've never made Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior. And we can do that this morning. And I want to pray for you. Uh, if you need healing in your life, you know, just slip your hand up wherever you are. Whatever room you're in in your house. If you're in your bedroom, that's fine. Or if you're in the living room or family room or wherever, just slip your hand up. We would just want to pray with you today. I know I can't physically see your hands like as if we were in service, but I know that the Holy Spirit has moved during our church services through Facebook right. Live. And so, I mean, I believe as much as it's going to happen here today. Look around your living room. If someone has their hand up, there you go. we yeah. do that in church. <clears throat> right. Look around. If someone has their hands up, gather around, gather that, person. around that person. Let's pray for them this morning. All right. <laughs> Heavenly Father, we just come to you. We thank you that you are love. We thank you that you are love. That you loved us so much that you sent your son, Jesus Christ, to come to this earth to die for our sins. So we can have relationship with you and live with you for all of eternity. So Father, I just ask that if there's anybody out there today who have never accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. That now as I pray, Father God, and as they repeat this, that as they confess with their mouth and believe in their heart that you are Lord of their life, Father. That they will just have a new birth and a new life. So if that's you today and your hand is raised, I just ask you to repeat this after me. Just say, Lord Jesus, I confess with my mouth and I believe in my heart that you have come to save me from my sins. That you came to the cross and that you died and on the third day you rose again to wash me clean of all of my sins. And I receive you and accept you today in Jesus' name. Amen. If you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are now a child of God in his kingdom and his family. And I just want to take a moment now and just pray for those who need healing in their life. Father, I just, you see every hand that is raised. I speak healing now in the name of Jesus over every body part, over every pinky finger, specifically pinky fingers. I don't know why, but pinky fingers, Father God, over hands, over feet, knees, backs, ankles, hips, Lord, hips. Father, you are healing hips now, even as we pray, Father God. I thank you, Lord, that you are touching people's bodies now. Your healing power is coming upon them in the name of Jesus. We thank you for your spirit, for that anointing of flowing that is coming down now in Jesus' name. Father, thank I you, pray. Father. I pray for love, peace, joy, every fruit of your Holy Spirit to manifest now in the hearts and homes of those who love you, those who are looking to you this morning, Father, I pray that they would walk in peace, that they would keep that peace, that they would protect it, that they would protect it, Father. Father, I pray that the love of Jesus would be applied, that it would be meditated upon, Father, that we will hold fast to it, um, to who you are, 
and we will we will trust you we will trust you father we will trust in your love more than we trust our feelings more than we trust our works more than we trust anything that we can see father we trust in you and father i pray that the peace of god would rest upon every household represented now on this on this live broadcast, every home that is represented will walk in peace in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, I thank you and I praise you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, amen. Amen. Well, thank you for joining us this morning. We were It was enjoyable to, be, uh, to hang out with you guys today. And I'm not sure what will happen next Sunday. You know, continue to check back on Facebook or Instagram. Even take a look at our website. Uh, if anything changes, we'll certainly post that and make that known uh, that we're making some changes to our service or how we gather or how we meet. Yeah. But otherwise, if you don't hear from us, same time, same place, yeah. 10 a.m. Sunday morning, Facebook Live. All right, guys. Love you guys. We'll see you. Be blessed. Have a great week.